Okay, because another place I was thinking is showing it in a... Now, have you ever heard of Gorilla Drive-Ins? No, but I remember drive-ins as a kid. Now they're just making up their own drive-ins, and they're driving to places without permission, and they put a, a movie on the wall. And see, if you do that, you're in your own car, and so if you fall asleep, nobody's going to know that you're snoring. Until the cops show up. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here is your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And welcome to show number 87 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today joins us from Los Angeles, California. Sandra, welcome to You Are the Guest. Well, thank you very much. I'm very glad to have this opportunity to, um, to especially to talk about movies that put the audience to sleep. Sandra, could you tell our audience about yourself? I am a filmmaker, and I, I have done some you know, little things before, but uh, I am just so excited about my first independent feature film, webcammurder.com. And not just that it's a great movie in itself, but it is the first m- movie in the film sleepy genre, movies that put the audience to sleep. Film sleepy genre. Yeah, uh, which is so necessary today. And I know and why that there is it, are a why lot of filmmakers ne- who will tell you movies shouldn't put you to sleep. You know, why go to a movie that's going to put you to sleep? But I think those people are just operating under 100-year-old assumptions, you know, as if it were like 1903 when they were doing the great train robbery and they were, you know, they were trying to make people all scared and upset in movies. They're, they're still doing that, and they don't realize that our lives have changed and being scared and upset is the last thing we need. So do you see yourself as a visionary? A video visionary, yes. You said it before I did. I thought I was going to be one of those self-described people, like they used to say, Michael Jackson, the self-described king of pop, and I was going to be the self-described video visionary, but you said it first. What is the difference between visionary and crazy? I think it's the same thing. I think it's just looked at from a different point of view. So you could also be considered as crazy, too. Yeah, but not self-described. Okay. Uh-huh. That's the difference. Most crazy people don't describe themselves as crazy. They describe everybody that. else as crazy. We just sit around and we do our thing. And it's everybody else that doesn't get it. That's the problem that I have encountered. And, you know, as I started to say about how people are, they're making movies from a hundred years ago rules and like, and even farther than that, that back than that, people had these rules, you know, Aristotle and all those people about how to make a, a creative project, a stage play or whatever. And our lives have changed to the point where we are just bombarded with too much information. I mean, look at now, you don't just have a telephone. You don't just have a telephone that you take with you every place you go. 
and you're open to people calling you, and you always remember somebody you have to call, and then you have to text some people. And then something happens that might go on the news if somebody took a, a video of it. So you take your telephone and you take a video of it and you send it to CNN or some other station. There's no way to get away from anything except to sit in a darkened movie theater or to rent a movie and put it at home, put it on, and take a nap. Or you could just turn all that stuff off. Yeah, but we're too um, hyper now. You know, uh, it, you just, it's hard to turn off your mind. So yeah, I think yeah but, if, but if I choose to turn off my cell phone, number one, that takes off a lot of stress right then and there. So, so everything that you described is a choice. It's a choice, but, but how but many nobody... people turn off their cell phones? Even in places where they say, you've got to turn off your cell phone, there are plenty of people who are going to leave them on because they're expecting a call, something might happen, they're, they're nervous about it. But from all the conversations that I've overheard, seldom the person is running out of the store saying, oh my God, my house is on fire. Usually I find out more about their personal lives than I ever care to know about. And what do you mean you find out more about their personal lives? Well, for example, you say, well, you know, they got to have this phone right next to them just in case they get that one call. Uh-huh. And when people have conversations on their cell phones in public places, they talk louder than anywhere else. And you just go, okay, well, they, he, it just sounds like she just told her boyfriend to uh, kiss off. And uh, now she's also calling all of her friends on what she told the boyfriend. See, see, what you're saying is even if you turn off your phone, everybody else's phone is on, and you hear all of their conversations, and you, you know everything about everything that is going on in the entire world, and it's so hard to get away from it that even if you just sit at home, you can't relax. You need something to relax you, and that's why I'm saying if you have a movie that puts you to sleep like mine does, you're far ahead of the game. You're going to be renewed. Your whole spirit is going to be renewed by seeing my movie. Plus, people will tend to wake up in time. Like, my movie's 85 minutes long. So if you wake up just before the end of that 85 minutes, you're going to see the credits. And you're going to see movie by Sandra Lowell. So you're going to think, oh, I had, you don't know even that you had a great, wonderful dream. You're going to think it's my movie. And you're going to thank me and say, what a great director. And you're going to really feel just so fantastic like you've never felt before in your life after seeing that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. See, you're even agreeing with me. Thank you. I'm going to put that down as an endorsement of the film. Okay. Uh, here's another question for you. What's the difference between a boring movie and one that puts the audience to sleep? There's no difference at all. The, the only difference is in perception. Like, you can look at my movie and you can say, wow, that is boring. Nothing really happens. Or you can say, wow. Wow, that's another Jim Carrey movie. What, did, oh, what Jim Carrey movie? That one about he's on TV or some other movie? No, the last three that he's made have been big snooze fests. Oh, were you really happy to see them? Uh, no, it's like... Uh, I always walked out of the movie theater saying, I think I've been cheated. I think one of, one of the problems with um, movies like that is they don't put you to sleep right away. No, it and, just makes you wonder, why did I spend the seven bucks to come yeah. out here to see this thing? Right, because you go in expecting to stay awake, and that's, it's only $7, you're lucky. Um, and yet here, uh, 
if you go to see a movie that starts out and you say, oh, this is going to be good, this is going to be good, and then you fall asleep, that can be a problem. But if you see a movie, and I don't want to keep saying webcammurder.com is the greatest movie in its field, but you know, I, I have to tell you my true beliefs. If you see my movie and it starts out like nothing, then you go, oh, the whole rest of the movie is going to be nothing too, and you just go off into this great slumber. I really think people should try it before they, they just say, oh, it's not going to work. So in other words, you're just being upfront and honest and saying, you know what, you're going to fall asleep to this, and if you don't, then we failed. Well, I wouldn't say failed. First of all, most people are going to fall asleep. I, I mean, I back up my claims on my product. Um, but if you don't fall asleep, you're, you're going to kind of zone out. And that's going to give you like that theta, you know, alpha theta thing where that meditative thing that's supposed to give you longer life and better health. What type of people choose a movie that is designed to put them to sleep? I think intelligent people, people who are more aware than other people, um, that kind of person chooses a movie like that. Are your movies going to be seen as a cult-like film? Well, it depends. Um, It can be a cult if everybody keeps watching these other movies. Because, okay, to tell you the truth, there is a conspiracy. I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but there are people in Hollywood who would like to prevent movies like mine from being seen. They would like to prevent the media from covering them, and they, they, just, they want things to stay the way they have been. That's why they put out the Jim Carrey movies, and they don't tell you that they put them to sleep. Um, they, just, they, they put out this Bourne movie, and people are going to actually see that Bourne movie. I saw one of them. It put me to sleep. I mean, I thought then it was a good movie. But apparently it's keeping a lot of people awake. And, and they just, they're going to lose money. Hollywood is going to lose money when movies like mine catch on. And other movies, when people make movies on YouTube, look at those. Have you ever seen some of the top movies on YouTube? Sure. And did you like them? Um, I, uh, there are about two that I, I saw that was, when I looked at them said, okay, really good. Uh-huh. Good, but um, a few of them, you just go, eh, okay, I know why they didn't get the financial backing they needed on those. Yeah, but they're, they're popular. They're getting like a million views or something. And because people are turning toward the film sleepy genre and they don't see it yet, I, as a visionary, as a video visionary, I see it. Not being crazy, but, but a visionary. Uh, well, as I said, you know, choose your words yourself. What are the key ingredients to a sleepy film Well, besides maybe, Jim Carrey? Uh, well, you know what? Besides my movie, WebcamMurder.com, I have written a book, which is actually an e-book. Um, it's down, a downloadable book on Amazon.com, and it's called How to Make a Movie That Puts the Audience to Sleep, a Home Study Course. And this tells you... Some of the ingredients that I was able to impart through um, a book, such as um, whether it's going to help your career, how to get the money, how to do post-production, you know, how to write the script and stuff like that. But I can tell you from my own perspective, uh, 
I found that the thing that made it really, really helpful to help people get to sleep was I kept telling everybody, all my actors, pause between everything you say. Just pause. And I think those long pauses just give you enough time when you're in the audience to just shut your eyes and before you know it, you're asleep. And I, I find it worked very well. Or you've hit the off button. Well, you can do that, but if you do that, you know, your mind might take over because your mind is so programmed to always be on. We are always on alert these days. Can I throw out maybe a, uh, a chink in the armor, if you will? Uh, okay, try. Will these films ever make it to TV? Will be- TV? Because it seems like, to me, TV wants people to pay attention and stay awake to the next commercial break. Well, that's starting to happen in the um, Internet as well. And, uh, and also in movies, you know, all this product placement, they don't, they're going to eventually stop having those breaks and just have the product placement. And I've heard even uh, that uh, uh, people will be making a TV show and they won't even know it, but later on they're going to put, you know, like Heinz ketchup or whatever on the table. And the actors didn't even know it was there, but it's there as the product placement. So will film sleepy movies make it to TV? It depends on if TV lasts. And I think TV is going to make it to the Internet. I think that we're in the process of that happening right now. Oh, absolutely. And the more things that go on the Internet, the more likely people are to end up accepting movies that put them to sleep. The Internet is actually more boring than television. Well, there's also more content on the Internet. Far more content to just drive you completely insane or visionary. So what is the commercial potential for Sleepy Films? I mean, do you see this as being something on DVDs and VHS? Webcamurder.com is available at Amazon on a DVD and also for download. Uh, So it could be these films can be... They can be delivered in any way that any other film can be delivered. One thing I... Now, I just had a world premiere screening of webcammerder.com, and we had it at an Internet cafe. It's called the Grounded Cyber Cafe in Sherman Oaks, which is not that far from Hollywood where all the big movies get their world premieres. Um, What was really great there was that some people were on the computers while the movie was being shown, and it didn't disturb them at all. So you can show these movies any place, and people will not be disturbed. What I really, really wanted to do for my world premiere, and what I still would like to do, if it's at all possible, is show webcammurder.com and my next movie that's coming up to show them in a mattress shop. And in the mattress shop, that each person would get to lie down on a bed, and as the movie plays, they would get to fall asleep. And I wanted so much to have my world premiere at a mattress shop. Not a single mattress shop returned my call. And why do you think that is? I think because it turns out that mattress shops, they're not owned just like mom-and-pop operations. They are actually uh, they're owned by big corporations. And I think all the big corporations get together, and they have, like, their subversive meetings, and they say, like, the big corporations from the movies get together, and they say, do not show movies that put people to sleep in your outfit, in your, your uh, establishment, 
because do you, do you honestly think they had a conference and in a specific meeting just on that one topic? They have meetings on all kinds of topics, and these things come up. I'm not saying they would have you know let's have a meeting about do not show movies in mattress shops. No, but everybody knows that that big corporations work in concert, and I mean everybody like if you're a Republican, you think some certain groups are the ones that are subversive and are ruling the world. And if you're a Democrat, you think other groups are subversive and are ruling the world. And I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, so I can think they're all ruling the world. You know, paranoia is a symptom of being crazy. Well, paranoia is a symptom of being alive in the 21st century. And that's why movies that put people to sleep are very helpful. Paranoia is also a symptom of not getting enough sleep. So how much sleep do you get per night? Less and less, um, except if I decide to watch one of my movies, even hey, editing them. Do you ever get bored of your own movies? I'm bored with them, did you say? Yeah, do you ever get bored with do your I own movies? Do I ever get bored? It took me five years to edit webcammurder.com. Do you think I was excited every minute of those five years? It was driving me nuts. So did you, like, uh, do a little bit, then fall asleep, and then do a little bit, then fall asleep? Yeah, and then I'd have to go back again and say, now where did I fall asleep in this movie? Um, so it is, it's, very, it's much more difficult to be the movie maker because you have to stay awake for certain portions of your job. Okay, here's, here's another scenario. Mm -hmm. Let's say that uh, the sleepy film gets put out on DVD. Right. And these DVDs are then played in cars. Because oh, a lot of cars have DVDs. Are, do you going to have this big warning sticker on there and says, whatever you do, don't play this DVD while you're in your car? I haven't had to put those stickers on yet because most people do not have the. It's against the law in California where I live. You cannot have a, a movie player or you know DVD player in the front seat as far as I know. I used to be against the law anyway. Yeah, but a lot of people have it in the back seat. And, right. And could it be possible that the audio which is a big part of the film, mm. could also be hypnotic and put people to sleep. It could be. It, it could contribute to it. I think that you have to have the audio and video together um, because part of it is that it's not that loud. There's not that much noise happening, whereas a, a driver, that would allow them to concentrate on the road. Or put them to sleep. Well, yeah, but if not having a lot of sound puts them to sleep, then... Oh, I see what you're saying, because they might listen to the radio or stuff. And, okay. Talk on their cell phone could, or something like that. I could call up Amazon, and I could tell them you've got to put this new warning label on it. Yeah, warning, do not use while driving or operating heavy machinery. Exactly. Or flying airplanes. Yeah. Boy, just, just think of that. I mean, just think what would be the potential of uh, putting that on an airline. Oh, well, it might help in cases of, you know, the kind of horrible things that have been happening in the airlines, you know, that everybody's cared about. Yeah, put the terrorists to sleep. Yeah, I was, yeah. And, and then grab their guns or their bombs while they're sleeping. That would, yeah. I think that, that in that case it would be really good because if you're sitting next to someone, you never really know, you know, how people get reported and they're not terrorists. Because instead of reporting them, you just keep a copy of my movies. And, like, you'll take one and you'll give it to the terror, or the person you think may be a terrorist and say, oh, this is a really good movie, watch it, while we're in the air. 
and then they fall asleep and they forget all about the terrorism. It really does calm people, and calm people do not commit that kind of an act. You have to really, really be a radical, you know, just mentally, uh, emotionally, in order to do something like that. But wouldn't you also have to translate into Arabic? Um, but they're going to pretend that they understand English, and that's going to that may even put them more to sleep. Gotcha. Mm. Oh, and I wanted to tell you uh, on, now that we're talking about the effects of these movies. My second movie, which is not finished yet, is called Sublime Crime a subliminal mystery. And sublime crime is, um, it is subliminal. And it's so great because it's a mystery, but none of the clues are on the screen. And, uh, you know, nothing that we never really know because it's not on the screen. But there are, there are flashes of things every once in a while on the screen, flashes of the movie and flashes of things like uh, go out and buy um, sublime crime um, paraphernalia like t-shirts and stuff like that and and also stuff to to make you feel a lot of self-confidence so it takes all those bases at one time uh that people are going to love the movie that's one of the things that's going to be suggested and that people are going to love themselves isn't there a law or some sort of standard against subliminal messages in films i think that i think that that actually never did happen i think i read that that it was, uh, um, oh, I'm going to have to look that up. Because if it was, if it did exist, I think it's not there anymore. Okay, because I, I remember studying in, in broadcasting, for yeah, example, they that, that. that they, they did that, and there was uh, a regulation or a law that, that uh, uh, prohibited that because people would slip in uh, all so- sorts of messages like uh, buy more beer That's or smoke more cigarettes. Beer. It's just buy, buy more movies for all your friends. That's right. And oh. people you don't know. Okay, final question here before we get into the Ask Bill 3. What sort of advice could you give to budding filmmakers that want to make a sleepy film? Uh, okay, the, first, the, the most important piece of advice is just don't let anything happen. Um, you know, make it look like things kind of happen, like they're sitting around, but don't, do not get too involved in trying to make a movie that you could sell to Hollywood because you probably won't sell that movie to Hollywood anyway, which is how I got started making film sleepies. I figured I was never going to sell to Hollywood. Better make my own films, make my own rules. So people could, for example, take a movie or a film of their own cat, of just watching the cat run around the house. That's not what I would consider be consider uh, an actual movie. That That's more like a YouTube video. Right. Um. In mine, I have a story. Oh, so you've got a story, you've got a script, you've got uh, props, you've got a set. Oh, yeah, and uh, cameras and lights and different, oh, lots of stuff. But it's just not an interesting story. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Like much of Hollywood's movies to date as well. Uh, to some extent. They, they have stories that are not all that interesting, but they blow things up. They're also trying to make it interesting. It just doesn't come off as interesting. It comes out exciting and nerve-wracking is what I feel. Uh, it may not be interesting, but it, it does the opposite of a film, Sleepy, which, which just refreshes you and helps you go about the rest of your day. 
Okay, Zondra, time to play Ask Bill 3. This is where I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, and you get to ask me three questions about anything. So fire away. Okay, I would like to know, how would you market a movie that puts people to sleep? If I would do that, I would market it on late-night TV. Yeah. And you ever see the mattress, the uh, you know the mattresses with the numbers where you can inflate the, yes, the levels right. and all that stuff? That's where they advertise. And a lot of times the cable systems or the TV channels will sell you that late-night TV spot pretty cheap because mm-hmm. nobody wants them. So if, I, if it was me, um, I would be certainly looking toward the why are you having problem sleeping crowd that's sitting there flicking through the channels late at night and say, hey, you know what, instead of flicking through the channels, why don't you just buy this on DVD and in moments you'll be asleep. Okay, so, yeah, uh, that's, in other words, like an infomercial. Exactly, or just a 30-second sleepy spot. Right, a, a slow 30-second infomercial. That's right, mm. because they also have all those medications for... Um, here's how to get you to sleep. Right, and mine is not a medication. It is non-chemical. It is non-addictive. It's natural. It's all natural. Mm-hmm. Just watch it and don't Please. operate any dangerous equipment at the time. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll remember to put that in my warnings when I talk about it. Now, well, how do you get out the word about your show? I basically did it through a lot of forums about um, uh, two years ago when I started. I joined a lot of forums and joined a lot of discussions. And I would also surf the Internet for podcast forums or or directories where I could post the show. I did press releases. I did a lot of phone calls. If I had an interesting story, I would send those off to emails to like the networks, the TV networks and the radio networks. And uh, so it was just really a big hustle to get the word out. Yeah. And how well did that work out? The, did, did you get a lot of response, um, free publicity out of it? Oh, yeah. I mean, from, because of doing all that stuff, I, it also generates other publicity. For example, our podcast was highlighted in USA Today. Mm as one of the uh, top three podcasts, and uh, it was picked out by a celebrity, uh, Alan Combs. And so my thought was, had we not been out hustling and tried to find, uh, been discovered that way, we would never got that publicity. And then because of that sort of endorsement, we use that in all of our other marketing. And then it's kind of like the, uh, the uh, two thumbs up sort of ratings that you put on the outside of a... a DVD box that, you know, this critic said, hey, it's the best thing since sliced bread. We do that in our marketing, too, with the quote from Alan Combs. Mm, great. What's okay. question number three? Three. Um, a- after hearing about my movie, would you be more likely to want to see a movie that keeps people awake, or would you now be at Alchemist to see movies that put people to sleep? I would give your movie one shot. I would say, okay, on a night that, for example, I need to get to bed early because sometimes my, my sleep schedule gets gets thrown off and I have to be out doing seminars the next day. Mm-hmm. I could see where something like this would, would be helpful and because I can't take a lot of medication or anything to make me make myself sleepy. 
Because oh, I, that, that get, works you, into how I am trying to market it as something that really is not going to make you feel bad the next morning. It's going to make you feel better. Right. So for, for me, I would give it one shot mm-hmm. and say, okay, let me, let me see if this thing works. But to be honest with you, when I go to a movie theater, I'm going there to be entertained. But if you went to a mattress shop, would you prefer to see a movie that keeps you awake or puts you to sleep? If you're going to see it there. I don't want to go to a mattress shop to fall asleep. I want to go to a mattress shop to buy a mattress. And first of all, I don't want to fall asleep and have everybody in the store hear me snore. Second, I don't want to have the salesperson look at me and go, um, what are these people going to leave? Or, For example, if I'm in the middle of a mattress store and I'm snoring like an old farm dog, I don't think that leaves a very good impression uh, on either the people that are coming in or the impression that I wanted to leave with strangers. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason I would never never have it. Now, here's where I would put it, is if, if you were to hold a, for example, a screening, I might go to the YMCA or something like that and kind of have it as a, as a therapy group or something like that. Oh, the therapy group. Yeah, that is a good idea. But I don't think I would go into a public place and say, um, first of all, there would be so much traffic and so much distraction, you couldn't relax anyways. But I would never want to be caught snoring in the middle of a mattress store, if that makes Wouldn't sense. Would you mind snoring if you fell asleep in a movie theater? Um, no. I, I would rather have it on DVD and watch it at home. Oh, I see. Okay, because another place I was thinking and that, I, that you reminded me of is showing it in a... Um, now, have you ever heard of Gorilla Drive-Ins? No, but I remember drive-ins as a kid. Right, me too. But now they're just making up their own drive-ins, and they're driving to places without permission, and they put a uh, movie on the wall. And see, if you do that, you're in your own car, and so if you fall asleep, nobody's going to know that you're snoring. Until the cops show up. Oh, well, if the cops show up, then, uh, you know, that's going to be a problem whether you're snoring or not. That's right. And then then you're like, that's an easy catch for the cops. It's like, okay, we've got all these people trespassing, and they're easy to throw in the wagon because they're all asleep. I mean, talk about easy arrests. Okay. I I guess I'm better off not having my movie shown in a mattress shop for the reasons that you mentioned, and not having my movie shown in a place where you can get arrested. So where did you think would be a good place for people to see it? When you, what was your vision of this when you were starting? Well, originally it was the mattress shop. I thought that that was just a, a wonderful place to show it. And then when I found out about the, um, the gorilla movie theater, a real movie theater, I mean a drive-in theater, the, the real one would be a great place if there were more of them and people could go to them. No, I think you want to have it in what is known as a uh, a secure and safe environment. And well, you know what they have here in Los Angeles? I haven't been there, but there's a um, cemetery where they show movies. But uh, wouldn't that be also be trespassing? No, no, they show movies there. The, sh- the cemetery shows the movies. Okay, and what kind of movies are they showing in the cemeteries? I'm not sure, except I think they're all old movies. And that's why... Are they like old monster movies or what? I think stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. Like like uh, Dawn of the Dead in, in the middle of a cemetery. That would be a, a great movie for the cemetery. Maybe better than mine. 
But I, I still, I think it would be a nice thing to show my movie into something like that. Um, I think that would creep me out to all get out. You know, it's very popular. Well, in, in L.A., I think anything goes, right? Practically. In, in Iowa, that wouldn't fly. That would oh, creep me out. That would, to have like Dawn of the Dead in the middle of a cemetery, that would creep me out. Yeah, it is kind of forward-looking. Uh, visionary or, as you would say over there, crazy. Yeah, real crazy. Mm. Anyways, Sandra, do you want to tell more about your film and how people can find out about it in the Internet and, and give out your web address as well? Okay, well, I have a bunch of web addresses. And um, now you can, you can get it on, on um, uh, Amazon.com. WebcamMurder.com is for sale as a DVD and a download to rent and a download to buy. And you, if you want to make your own movie, you can get my, um, my book or ebook. Um, how to Make a Movie That Puts the Audience to Sleep, a home study course. That's in the Amazon Shorts section. And if you go to the front page of the Amazon Shorts, so it would be Amazon.com slash shorts, there are two videos on there. One of them is somebody else. And one of them talk, talks about my video. I, I mean, it talks about my book, How to Make a Movie That um, Puts the Audience to Sleep. So you can get a look at it. And the ebook is only 49 cents, but... If you just look at the video, that'll give you some idea about it. And I've just got to say, there's one uh, review on there, and it's not that positive a review. It was written by this guy who also has a book, um, an Amazon short, on how to make a movie, but his is on how to make movies that keep people awake. So, so he could that, be crazy, too. Huh? So he could be crazy, too. Keeping people awake, I think so. I mean, I think that he's, I don't think he was doing it to be spiteful. I think he was doing it because he really believes that movies should keep people awake. And so, you know, he just really did not understand uh, what I was trying to get across in my book all that well. Now, there's also only one review of my movie, webcammurder.com. That's by me. That's also only two stars because it put me to sleep. And we'll have those links for for all those on our website, if, if that's okay. I, it's called um, webcammurder.blogspot.com and the filmsleepy.com. And there is a webcammurder.com, which I really have to do some more work on, but it does exist. Sandra, thank you so much for being our guest this week on You Are the Guest. Thank you very much for allowing me to get out this hidden information that just is not available anywhere else. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. Remember that you can listen to the show every day at Coolcast Radio. And of course, we always appreciate your subscriptions at iTunes and Yahoo Podcasts. That concludes this week's edition of You Are the Guest from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.